0: It's time now for another edition of Roarman's Raging Softball Report, Everything
1: Louisiana Softball. Now here's your host, loving Louisiana Softball since 1981. It's the Roar Man.
0: welcome to another edition of Roarman's Man's Rage in College Softball Report podcast. I am the Roarman. Thanks for tuning in. I really do appreciate it. The Cajuns have a three-game series coming up this weekend against the Georgia State Panthers and joining me now is Georgia State head softball coach Angie Nicholson. Coach, thanks for taking the time out of your busy schedule to spend some time speaking with me. I really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me.
0: So in July, in July of last year, you were named the new head coach at Georgia State. Congratulations. Thank you. Previously, you had been the coach for the past five years at Hampton University, which is in Hampton, Virginia. Unfortunately, due to COVID, the 2020 season was cut short, and last year, uh, Hampton chose to cancel the entire season and not play. So tell me about your experience at Hampton and what that was like.
1: Well, Hampton was great. Um, it, it, was, it was a program that needed uh, savior. Um, and, uh, you know, we went in and, um, we were able to do quite a bit in a very short period of time. And our first year, I think, uh, we broke a record by, I think we had 18, we went 18 and one in conference. Um, yeah, it was, yeah. I mean, I didn't know what to expect coming in and, um, we went 18 and one and, um, it was just a matter of, uh, the program and the girls had been through a lot, so they just needed somebody to to lift them up. And I feel like that just really you know, did a lot for them. But, um, you know, we were able to throughout the five years that we were there, we were able to really build a, a really good program and really change the culture, um, change a lot of things there. But um, Hampton was a great place to work, great place to be um, beautiful on the peninsula there right by the beach. So uh, it, it was it was great.
0: Yeah, I know. I've lived on the beach for about six years in the panhandle of Florida. It's a really nice place to be. So, <laughs> but you have, so now you have it coasted in about a year and a half. So what's it like getting back into the swing of things?
1: Um, it's exhausting. I, I will say that that's probably the one thing that I've found is I'm just like super tired. Um, just getting my body out there again and the, how draining, mentally draining it can be, um, coaching and, um, just you spend a lot of time so going from a yeah a year and a half off really um I mean I didn't we didn't have that 21 seasons and I went we didn't practice um the kids weren't on campus so I was just cooped up um so yeah it's just getting my energy back and um you know just trying to get back into like the mental part for me um it's probably been the hardest but um everything else is good.
0: Good deal. Good deal. Well, listen, let me mention one more thing before we move along. Before coaching at Hampton, you were the head coach at Eastern Illinois. And as Cajun fans know, Coach Glasgow's daughter, Tara, is now the coach there. She played a game here this year. And uh, it's kind of funny how small the softball world really is.
1: It is. And, you know, I know Jerry very well because, um, gosh, Lord, when I was back at Eastern Illinois, I have four daughters and my oldest daughter at the time was being heavily recruited uh, in middle school. And Jerry, you know, has ties throughout Illinois too. And um, so him and his daughter, Jerry Ann actually um, put on a clinic um, back in a, you know, in a small barn there in the middle of Illinois. And uh, my daughter was one of the people that um, was there along with one of his current players, Stormy. And, um, Uh, Because Stormy and my daughter played together. Uh, So it's just, it's totally a small world. But um, got to know Jerry and Jerry Ann pretty well through that. And then also my moments and and times that I've been down to Georgia when uh, Jerry was there with Lou. So um, it is a small world. It's crazy.
0: So is your daughter still playing softball?
1: So I have four children. The one I was speaking of is currently at Mizzou and plays for Mizzou. Wow. I have a senior who is... Committed to Mizzou, and I have a junior um, who's committed to us, and then I have a son.
0: Okay, well, a former Raging Cajun is playing for Mizzou right now, and that is Cassidy Shomo.
1: Yes, yes, love her.
0: So, when Cassidy was a freshman, Florida came to town, I think they were ranked maybe number three or four in the nation, and in one game, it went into extra innings, and Cassidy hit a walk off home run. As a freshman, it was a really exciting day for the Cajuns.
1: Yeah, she's an awesome kid. I, I just love watching her play. She plays the game so hard. Uh, she just gets after it. So I, I really, really like watching her.
0: So right now, uh, if I'm not mistaken, your team is seven and twelve. Uh, you had a competitive game against Florida, losing three to one, and you beat fellow Sun Belt Conference member Coastal Carolina three to two. Uh, your thoughts on the team's performance so far?
1: Um, we're still going through a, a process of getting to know each other, um, a process of, um, you know, trying to, I guess, um, we're doing some things with their swings. So there's a lot of, uh, a, a big learning curve going on for sure. Um, 27 girls on the roster. It's, it's a lot, uh, but it's been great. They've been very welcoming and, um, It's Our transition has been awesome and we're just trying to keep them understanding uh, the process and to trust the process and just, um, you know, keep fighting and we're trying to just change the culture and getting them to learn how to win.
0: Yeah, well, before the team was in the Sun Belt, they were in another conference and they had a very strong team. They get into the Sun Belt and I'm not really sure what happened. But last year, your team went uh, 16 and 30. Of course, you weren't the coach. And I'm sure that's not where you want to end up this year. So um, you have some returning players who I think can possibly make that happen. So tell me about some of the players who are returning this year.
1: We do. um, You know. I'm not sure what happened with the program and, and it exactly, you know, how it's kind of gone a little downhill, but, um, player wise, we do have a lot of, a, a lot of really good kids. Um, you know, Daisy Hess is, is a strong shortstop for us. Um, very versatile, quick, um, swings, a great bat, just understands the game, high IQ level, um, And then you have right next to her, Bailey Richardson, who's up right now. She's, she's swinging our hottest bat and she's doing extremely well. Um, really like her. She's just a humble young lady who just gets after it. Um, we've had, uh, Emily Buck has really stepped up on the mound for us. And she had another great outing this weekend and she's just all smiles and she's just feeling really good about herself. Um, then you go around and, um, Our leadoff batter is our center fielder, Emily Brown. And then our right fielder is a senior, Gabby Benson. And I cannot say enough right now for just the, I mean, they are covering ground and getting after it, those two in the outfield. So I'm just so proud of them for stepping up and um, just kind of going as hard as they're going. I don't think that was something that, When I got there, they weren't used to doing um, they would let a ball bounce and play it on the one. Everything was safe, if that makes sense. And now they're really getting after it. It's kind of like I was speaking about Cassidy Shovel. I mean, uh, these girls are doing the same and I'm just really proud of them. So I think those are some of our big leaders right now.
0: Well, you mentioned you have 27 players on your roster. That is a kind of a large roster. If I'm not mistaken, you have seven pitchers on staff. How are you handling those pitchers? I mean, are they are they? playing complete games or is it more like baseball where you have a starter a middle reliever and a closer, or how is that all working
1: out? <laughs> We're still figuring all that out, but I will say this. Um, we, so we go in with the intentions of the starter going all seven. Um, but we also tell, you know, two other girls, Hey, you're, you're, you're number two. And if we have to go to number three, you're number three. And they our pitching staff now knows like, Hey, if she's hot and, and she's getting her job done, we're going to go with her. We're going to keep going with her. Um, and until we find that we need to make a change. Um, and so we're seeing who can go the distance, um, who cannot, who's good in relief, um, who's a good starter, you know, things like that. So that's definitely been something that we've been working on trying to figure out. And um, who's a gamer, who's a practice player, things like that, who likes to be in the tough situation, who wants the ball in the tough situation. Um. And this weekend was an awesome test for that.
0: So I'm assuming you brought in your own pitching coach. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who, who is that?
1: Uh, my pitching coach and my assistant both came with me from Hampton. And my assistant is my husband. And then Lauren Kramer wow. um, is our, our pitching coach. And she was with us at Hampton.
0: Well, that's pretty cool. You get to work with your husband on the, on the team. It's kind of like uh, we had a couple of assistants here uh, who are now uh, at the University of uh, Alabama at Birmingham. Uh, Joe Gut- uh, Guthrie and, and his wife. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, they seem to enjoy it. You know, you see a lot of each other. So I guess it has its pluses and its minuses. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you know, and our AD, he, he was teasing the other day about it. He was like, I don't know how you guys do it. He's like, I could never do it. Um, but I guess it goes way back to when I first started. And well, so we, we actually dated in high school. So we go, we're, you know yeah, high school sweethearts, went to college. He was a wrestler, division one. Um, We went to college together. So he understood athletics. He understood, um, he understands the process. He understood everything. So for the first probably, God, Lord, uh, 15 years of my career, uh, we had four young children. He gave up his career to raise our children and support me in what I was doing. And Although he wasn't on my staff, um, listed on my staff, he was 100% in it. Um, He was always scouting and recruit or out there, like uh, giving me um, stats and, you know, watching film and all all this stuff. And he was just really into what I was doing. And um, he was always there with the kids and our number one fan and supporter in every single way possible. And so, I mean, you can't trust anybody more. I mean, that's the, that's the great part of it. And he has watched me coach for so long; that he knows what I what I'm going to do. He knows everything. So, bringing him on board just made so much sense. And um, you know, we're really we're able to separate everything. And you know, um, I just really think it's and just knowing what I'm wanting, and you know, the type of player I'm looking for, and all those good things. And we're definitely two very different people. So he compliments me very, very well. He's the talker. He's the social being. I'm not so much that. So it's awesome.
0: Yeah, it sounds like a really good team you got going there. <laughs> so at the plate, you mentioned Bailey Richardson, uh, who's hitting 375. She's driven in 19 runs and she's hit six home runs. She seems to be just an outstanding player. Is your team more comprised of power hitters or do you play the small ball or is it a mixture of both?
1: Uh, well, I like to, I definitely like to say um, we're not, necessarily there with the power game. Um, you know, we'll have some power. Um, I like mixing small ball in there. I like to create, and make things. Um, I don't like to sit and wait on a long ball. We, I, if a long ball happens, that's just bonus. Um, so we're definitely a team that just likes to create offensive things and make things happen.
0: So on the roster that you have, you have 12 freshmen
1: on your team. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's kind of like the Cages. The Cages have quite a few new faces, yeah. too. And as a matter of fact, against LSU the other night, Jerry started six true freshmen. Yeah. I'm sorry, five true freshmen and one transfer. And Stormy K, who you know yep. well, uh, she's doing really well, by the way. Yes. And uh, so, yeah, tell me about the 12 freshmen on your team. Are any of them seeing playing time or are they contributing at this time?
1: Uh, you know, uh, we d- our pitcher um, – we have two of them that are pitching that are contributing on the mound for us. Now, as far as anything else in the field, every now and again, um, we have, well, we're battling in left field uh, between freshmen and whoever right now. So um, we're trying to get that spot one by somebody. Um, but that's pretty much the only position right now where the freshmen are fighting for something. Um, but, you know, they have a lot to learn. Um, this game is fast, and uh, I think they're they're learning and trying to transition into how quickly this game is played. It's no longer travel ball in high school, and so that's been a learning process for them for sure.
0: Yeah, I, I see that with uh, freshmen all the time. They, they move on to the big stage of college, and it's just a – it's not a totally different game, of course, but it's a much faster game, and the players yeah. are much, much better. So um, – I wanted to ask you, um, what do you know about the Cajuns? I mean, again, with all the new faces, I'm sure you're in the dark about who some of those players are. You probably don't have any film of them. Of course, it's early in the season. How are you preparing for them?
1: Well, first of all, I mean, I just know the type of teams and the type of players uh, Jerry produces. And I have so much respect for him um, and what he does. I know that they're going to get out there and they're going to play the game the way it's supposed to be played. They're going to get after it. They're going to be strong. They're going to swing it. They're going to use short game. They're going to run. And they're going to play defensively. They're going to be just blue collar workers and that's what they're going to do. And I know he's got a great pitching staff also. They're going to come at us with everything. And we get that. We understand that. And we know that we've got to be on our game. Um to be competitive and to 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 have a game with them, and that's what we're gonna. That's what we're gonna try and do um, right back to them. Um, they're just, I know they're gonna be strong because Jerry always does that.
0: Yeah, I think yeah, you're right about that. He does. Yeah. So as a uh, as a new coach in the Sun Belt, this will be your first series against the Sun Belt team. Have you ever been down to Lafayette?
1: Um, I have actually. Back when Michael lotif was the coach. Um, And Chris Malvo was there with him. Um, I brought Eastern Illinois, actually. Uh, I was coaching there and um, played. uh, I think we were in it. Yeah, we were in a tournament. So it was multiple teams. We went from L. It was the one with
0: with
1: LSU. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, definitely. And I can tell you the one thing. Well, I remember a couple things, but one thing uh, my center fielder at the time uh, for Eastern Illinois was going back on a deep ball because that was when um, yeah, the Cajuns were just rocking the ball. So um, monster fly, I mean, even if it wasn't a home run, it was like 400 feet in the air. Um, But uh, one of my, my center fielder went back on a ball and your guys' fence is wood. And uh, (laughs) she, like, I don't know, she just forgot the fence was there. I don't know, but she went head first (laughs) into the fence full go. And completely split this and got it stitched up in your guys' training room um, right right there because it was a pretty good gash. So I recall that. Um, I recall the food that they had for us after and I recall the fans and how amazing they are. So um, such a cool environment and I'm so glad to be back.
0: Well, the fans are just as uh, loud as ever. I'm sure you'll be fed after the game. Uh, There may be a (laughs) dent in the fence where your player uh, hit her head. It is a wooden (laughs) fence. It's probably the only wooden fence at all of college softball. Maybe one day that will be changed or it will be padded. So uh, I just want to thank you for spending the time with me. I hope you have a safe trip down here to Cajun Land. Uh, Last weekend, um, I'm sorry, uh, two weekends ago, there was a tournament here. There were 10 teams. Uh, It was put on by southeastern Louisiana at a complex here right outside of Lafayette. Of course, Mardi Gras is going on. So all of the teams got to ride in a Mardi Gras parade. Oh, cool. They just had a great time. They ate a bunch of king cake. um, You know, Mardi Gras king cake ate a lot of good food and uh, they had a great time. So I'm hoping your team has a really good time here, too. And I hope it's a safe trip for you. And I really uh, hope you enjoy your time here.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me.
0: You're more than welcome, and we'll see you on Friday. So there you have it, my interview with Georgia State head softball coach Angie Nicholson. The Panthers are coming to town. They'll be playing a three-game series against the Cajuns. One game on Friday, one game on Saturday, and one game on Sunday. Hope to see you out at the park as the Cajuns start Sunbelt play. That's all I have for you today. I hope you learned something from listening to this podcast. I hope you take the time to subscribe. And I hope you tell a friend. As always, this is the Roar Man saying thanks for tuning in. I'll see you at the ballpark. And go Cajuns!